So we are in this series called Cultivate. Everybody say Cultivate. That's somebody, not everybody. Everybody say Cultivate. Amen and amen. So it's been my dream to help us to move from unintentional complaining to instrumental complaining. What does that mean? That is, if something is wrong in your life, if there's something you don't like at work, if something is not going good, instead of complaining about it, do something about it. Amen? If you see a little bit of weight on your body, put on your shoes and get it running. Amen? If things are wrong in the house, have a conversation. Amen? If the money is tight, figure out ways on how you can improve your economics because God has given us the power to be able to do that. I, I wish I could go through all the, the sermons I've preached, but because we don't have time, I want us to quickly go to our passage of Scripture as we consider installation number 5 today in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. If you would, kindly stand with me as we read the words of Scripture. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. This is what we're going to consider this particular morning. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12. If you got it, say, I got it, Pastor. Oh, it's on the screen, Pastor. <laughs> All right, let us read the text together. The text says, therefore, therefore. You always have to ask yourself, why is it therefore? Amen. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread it to all men because all men sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam. In other words, even though we didn't sin like Adam, all of us do sin like Adam. That's interesting. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Pay attention to this. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died, watch this now. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more, <laughs> much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus is a man, y'all. One man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. We call Jesus the God-man. And the free gift is not like the result of the one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. Amen. For if, for if, because of one man's, uh, PowerPoint is moving a little too fast. <clears throat> for if, 
Because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. For the time I have, I want to talk about only one person. Sister Lara, only one person. Amen, somebody? Let us pray. Father God, thank you for this moment. Be with us now. For humbly plead in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. What is that thing? What is that place? What is that one person that when you think about Brother Adriel, just makes you rejoice? Uh, when you think about it, it makes you want to dance. When you think about it, it makes you just want to move a little bit. Are you feeling what I'm saying? That one thing, that, that one place, that one favorite food, that situation that just knows to lift up your mood. What is that thing, Elder Ray? I'm wondering this morning. What about the Christian when he is sad? Some of you, you ain't saying amen. You're making me feel sad. What about the days when you don't feel like it? What about the days when the pain is more than the pleasure? What about the days when you would rather be in bed than on the bike? What about the days when you don't feel like you want to talk about it? What is that one thing that you as a believer in God, and by the way, when you believe in God, you are in the best possible position. Amen, somebody? <laughs> Do you know you're in a better position than Jokowi because you believe in God? You didn't know? Can I let you know today? Do you know that you're in a better position than Kim Kardashian? <laughs> you don't know her? <laughs> when you believe in God, you are in a better position. But a lot of times, I don't know about you, I don't feel like things are good. A lot of times, I got to struggle with stress. A lot of times, I got to struggle with difficulties. Perhaps that's just me. <laughs> but in a Christian experience, we... We go through hard times. We go through difficult situations. But what is that thing that when you think about, when you, when you dream about, when you talk about, it just knows how to decode your mood. It just knows how to lift you up. What is that thing that when a Christian talks about, when a Christian sings about, there is just happiness? Uh, allow me to tell you what is that thing. And that thing is Somebody could help me with the, with the presentation. That thing is our reconciliation in God. You see, accountants, when you have spent money, what they do is they want to ensure that the money that was spent matches what was taken out of their account. Are you understand what I'm saying? 
those of us who like fashion, Dickie, you said this to me that your mother looked at you and said, Dickie, you got to wear this shirt today. And, you know, she, she has that flavor for your fashion. You understand what I'm saying? A fashionist or those who are into fashion, they are concerned about how it matches. Uh, today, when I, when, when I thought about what I would wear, I wanted to make sure that the colors are coded. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that the reds are matching, that the black and the, and the, and the gray are matching. I, I want to feel good. You understand what I'm saying? But the point is I'm after reconciliation. When you make sure that your, your shoes are matching, you are after what? Reconciliation. I understand that when God looked at you and I, he saw us mismatched. He saw us out of alignment. He saw us not looking good. And therefore what he did was he sent Jesus to make us match. Okay, I'm disappointed you didn't say amen, so I'll say amen for you. Amen. You see, when God looked at you and when God looked at, at me, he saw that Henry is messed up. He saw that his attitude is not right. He saw that his habits are not at the right place. And therefore, he decided to send his son to ensure that he, he and I could be in alignment. And therefore, on the day when I don't want to get up, on the day when I don't want to talk about it, on the day when I'm mad, I have to think about what Jesus did. And the moment I start to think about what he did, I start to smile. Because I realize that my situation, my struggle, my difficulty is already being dealt with by the blood of Jesus. And so today we have come to celebrate our reconciliation, Elder Rima. That is why this table is right here in front of us. And I don't know about you. I don't know where you are today. Perhaps you don't feel good about yourself. Perhaps you feel like what you have done is embarrassing. Perhaps you don't even want to talk about it. You don't want to pray about it. When you go before God, you, you, you don't even have the courage to talk to him about it. But today is the day you can get back in sync. Today is the day you can say, Lord, I'm back at it. Today is the day you can say, Lord, I'm not going to quit on you because you haven't quit on me. You haven't given up on me, so therefore, Lord, I'm going to, to celebrate. And so I came to tell somebody today. I don't know what they look at you like. I don't know what people are talking about your life. People may look at you as mean. People may look at you as cowardice. People may say you are not courageous enough. People may say you are unpopular. People may look at you as unmarried. <laughs> people may look at you as messed up. You're not in society. But when God looks at you, he sees a son. He sees a daughter. He sees somebody whom... He can love. Uh, you have to forgive me today because a PowerPoint has decided to not give us the point. Amen? So I'm going to have to work with something else today. Hey, but watch this. Allow me to let you know what Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse number 1. In case you think I'm feeding you a little basa basi this morning, allow me to put it to you like this. Uh, there you go, Frankie. I, I love you, brother. Thank you. Can we say amen for Frankie? Yeah, because he's letting the pastor preach his word, the word today. And notice what Paul says about what I'm trying to tell you today. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You are no longer an enemy of God. You are no longer somebody who God looks at as weird. You no longer stand at a distance with God. God says, that is my son, that is my daughter, and I love him more than life itself. And my son, Jesus Christ, is proof that I love him as much as I love him. Now, now, now you see, when we think about our reconciliation with Jesus, we, we look at it as only uh, something that, well, yeah, Jesus died for me. 
But on the hardest days, how is that supposed to help me out? Allow me to help you to understand that our reconciliation with Jesus is only a beginning point to something more. Uh, follow what I'm saying. Our reconciliation with Jesus is only a beginning point to something more. So we like, Sister Ellen, we, we like to go to Dufan, right? And when you go to Dufan, you enjoy different kind of ride, Sister Lydia, right? There you have the kichir kichir. <laughs> you have the tornado in, 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 in Dufan. Now, when you get to Dufan, all those rides are in there. Are we together? All of them are in there. But what do you need to do? You need to cross the gate. You need to enter in, Sister Selva. Are we together? In order for you to enjoy everything that Dufan has to offer. The moment you get through the gate, you get into dunya fantasy. And the moment you get in, you get to experience everything that it has to offer. And my point is this. The moment you get to know Jesus, you get more things. You get more things. Uh, you get more joy. You get more happiness. You get more gladness. You get more peace in your life. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody today. The moment Jesus enters your experience, things change. And I don't know about you if you are at that place today. Because the moment I've been, since I gave my life over to Jesus, I never knew I'd be right here today. But that's what God does. He takes you from us slow and he lifts you up and he elevates you. And I don't know about you. Have you tried Jesus yet? Are you crying to me, Pastor? I don't have peace in my life. Pastor, I don't know how things are going to get better. I'm saying try Jesus. Get in the gates and start to enjoy everything that God has to offer. And in that, in that place, things are going to change. Allow me to lean into this a little bit more. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, Paul says we were weak. Paul, Paul says we were, we were sinners. Paul says we're enemies of God. What Paul is saying is that we were at a place that we didn't even want God's help. Have you ever been there that you're trying to help somebody and uh, they tell you, no, I don't need your help? I mean, you know they need your help. <laughs> uh, you are a daughter and you're seeing your mom cooking and you know that uh, she needs you to, she needs help you, uh, she needs your help cutting the onions, but she says, no, don't help. <laughs> you are a son, you see your father, he is cleaning outside and you know that you can just rake to help him out, but he says, I, I don't need no help. Uh, this is what Paul is saying. We, we, were, we were at that place. We didn't need help, and we didn't want God's help. Uh, go to the next, uh, next slide, my brother. We, we didn't want God's help, but God, through Jesus, stepped in anyway. So, so, so now follow with me right now, Stephanie. Follow with me right now. Now, Right, right there, Frank. Stay right there. Thank you. This is where we were when Jesus decided to reconcile us. Now, Paul is saying, if Jesus did it while we were like this, <laughs> if he stepped in when we were weak, <laughs> if he stepped in when we were sinners, if he stepped in when we were enemies of God, how much more is he going to do that now we have been delivered by God? Are you following what I'm saying? 
if he lifted you up when you did not have the ability to be lifted up, how much more is he going to do for you and I? I don't know what's happening with the mic here. Pray for us, y'all. But even though we are struggling with the audio and the stuff that are happening right here, God's word is still going to be heard. Amen? Because God is able to take a situation that doesn't look good and make it good. You're not feeling what I'm saying yet. God is able to take a mess and make it into a message. Where are you today? What is your situation today? God is able to flip that on his head and make it better. God is not interested in a finished product. God takes what is unfinished and makes it, makes it better. I wish I could calm down, but I've been told I have to stay right here. So let me make this uh, more plain. You see, when I'm writing anything, I like to edit as I write. Do you guys do like that? <laughs> You write a sentence and then you go back over it like 10 times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, when, when I look at my shoes and before I'm about to put them on, I need to make sure that they're clean. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I like it to be perfect before I, I, I use it. Is anybody like that? <laughs> hey, but praise the Lord that he doesn't wait for me to be perfect before he can use me. You see, when I go to the bank, the bank says, we need a good credit score. God says, I don't care about your credit score. You're still going to score in the kingdom of God. A teacher will not give you a grade until you get here. Uh, he will not give you a grade until you take the test. But God says, you don't need to pass the test because my son passed the test already. So God doesn't wait for us to be perfect. He just wants to use us and utilize us in the moment in how we are. And that is good news today. Amen. So if God is able to do that, how much more when we give our life over to Jesus? <laughs> the next slide, please. Uh, somebody could, could sit right there and just help me move the slides. Uh, look at this text. Go ahead, Valerie. Look at this text. For if while we were enemies, I hope somebody is, is, is reading this. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by death of his son. How much? Come on, come on. I don't hear you. Come on. What? what? Much more now that we are reconciled, we shall be saved by his son. Much more that I'm, be, I'm preaching, I will get a better mic. <laughs> so, so I want you to think about your life right now. And I hope this is going to help somebody. Because some of us are worried about how life is going to turn out when we give our life over to Jesus. We are worried about losing our jobs. Because we have to give our life over to Jesus. Sometimes our job gets in the way of our relation with Jesus. We are afraid of letting go of people because uh, they contradict our relationship with God. Come on now. Talk back to me if you can. We, we worry. How am I going to support my family if I can't work the hours I'm used to working? <laughs> the text says, if he helped us when we couldn't help ourselves, how much more is he going to help us when we have given our life over to him? I don't know if you're feeling what I'm, what, what I'm saying yet. This is what Jesus is saying through Paul. If I paid for your bill when you couldn't pay for it, how much more am I going to do it when you are one of mine? You see, many of us make a mistake to think that God cannot handle it. We think that God is not capable. We think that what God did in the past is only 
historical. But I'm here to let you know that the same God of yesterday is the same today and he's going to be the same tomorrow. So if he took care of Abraham, he's going to take care of you. If he took care of Paul, he's going to take care of you. If he took care of Jesus, he's going to take care of you. And you ain't got to worry how life is going to turn out. Because your reconciliation is a gate to more. You see, it's, it's good for us to know that we've been reconciled to God. Things have been changed. It's good for us to know that things are going to get better, elder evil. But it's important for us to understand the cause of why we are where we are. You see, the act of Adam brought us at odds with God. Go ahead, Valerie. Change for me, please. Look at what Paul says. Therefore, just as a sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all because all sins. You see, Adam didn't know that by trusting his wife more than God, <clears throat> he would change the course of human history. Adam didn't know that his choice would cause economic depressions. Adam didn't know that his choice would cause family problems. Adam didn't know that his problem would cause a pandemic. Adam didn't know that his problem would cause prostitution and poverty. Adam didn't know this. But yet the text says his one choice to sin plunged humanity in a different way. It changed the course of human history. Uh, what I'm trying to tell somebody is this. There is power in only one person. The text is helping us to understand there is potency in you. God doesn't need armies. God needs one person. God doesn't need a congress. God needs one man. God doesn't need a church. God needs one man. God needs one man, and one man can change the course of history. I don't know where you are today, but please believe that you are a history maker. And I don't know what history you're making, but please believe when you will die, whenever that day will be, you will leave behind the history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the question is, what is the history going to be? Keep moving, my sister. What is the history going to be? For Adam, man, there is death in his history. Broken families are in his history. A son and a son killing each other are in his history. The question is, what is your history going to be? Uh, what is your history going to look like? What are your brothers and sisters going to say about you? Uh, what are your kids going to say about you? What is the history you're going to leave behind? Do you know that today you're making history? Perhaps your, uh, your, your, your lukewarm faith will make your kids deny Jesus. You know that. Perhaps your inability to, to, to discipline is going to lead your kid into jail. Perhaps your inability to pray is causing you not to have the life that you need to have. The little acts. Perhaps today you are, you're about to make an act. You're about to do something. That's going to change and revolutionize your life. The question is, are you thinking about the history? For Adam, bad history. Now, let me, let me bring it to our series today because our series is Cultivate, right? Being 
instrumental complainers, right? Changing a situation. Uh, this sermon is saying, can we focus on you? <laughs> can we focus on the history you are making? Can we focus on the stuff that you are doing? Can we focus on the books that you're reading? Can we focus on the thoughts that you're having? Can we focus on the habits that you're forming? Can we talk about the faith experience that you're having? Can we talk about how you're impacting your family? Is it for good or for bad? For Adam, it was bad. It was evil. What, what is your history? You're a history maker today. Now, now, now you see, uh, the good thing about Paul is that he doesn't leave us stuck on what Adam did. <laughs> he helps us to transition to look at what Jesus did because the, the one act of Jesus, you can change my sister, the one act of Jesus uh, reversed the curse. In other words, what Jesus did reversed what Adam did. And notice what the text says. It says, go ahead, Valerie, change for me. Uh, pray, praise you. Pray, pray, praise the Lord for people like Sister Valerie because they're helping me out. No, notice what the text says. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many die through one man's trespass, <laughs> again, our text, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Again, move for me, my sister. Move for me. I want you to see something. You, you see, a car has a good feature on it. You know what a car is able to do? A car is able to reverse. It's able to reverse. It's able to, to reverse. Change it again, my sister. <clears throat> again. There we are. A car is able to reverse. How many of you like pushing a car? None of us, right? Because we want the car with its own power to reverse for us. That's why we bought it. <laughs> That's why we drive it. We, don't, we didn't buy the car to be the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? We bought the car to be the car. You see, reverse is a beautiful thing because it allows you to change course. If you're going in the wrong direction, Sister Lara, you can change course because of reverse. If you have parked in a spot, like some of us have parked in the parking lot, we're going to be able to reverse out of that situation. And reverse works better because the car has its own power and ability. Please understand, we wear cars without the ability to reverse. So Jesus stepped in and gave us the power to reverse. He gave us the power to change. He gave us the power to go in a different direction. And unfortunately, some of us are trying to reverse in our own power. We say, God, I'm going to change today. I'm not going to do it no more. But tomorrow you're back at it. You feel what I'm saying? Talk back to me if you can. Some of us are saying, Lord, I, I make, I make it. I'm going to be consistent with exercise. But tomorrow you can't get out of bed. Talk back to me if you can. I'm going to read my Bible, Lord. I'm going to read my Bible every day for 2022. But you only read it on January 1st. And the Bible hasn't seen you since. Because we think that our, our conversation.
convictions, our, our commitments, our, our resolve is what is going to get us over the top. Uh, we think we just need a certain skill. We think we just need a certain certification, that, then we are there. But I got news for you today that you are a car without the ability to reverse. And so God had to send Jesus and, and allow him to be the power to change course in our life. And I came to tell somebody today that your life is going to twist and it's going to change and it's going to reverse if you trust in the power of God. If you trust in the power of Jesus, he is your strength, he is your law, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Without him, you are nothing. Without him, you can do nothing. And today, is there somebody who's saying, Lord, I want to hold on to your power, Lord. I know I'm weak, Lord. I know I have no strength, but you have all the strength. And I want you to reverse my life today. I want it to change. I want to be different. Lord, reverse me and change me. Help me and guide me. See, one person, one person can change history. Jesus didn't need a committee. <laughs> like some of us need a committee for decisions. He didn't need a committee. He didn't need a board. He didn't need a Congress. <laughs> one man changed history. And today God is looking for one woman. God is looking for one man to change history. God is looking for that brother or that sister who's saying, the family curse is going to break today. God is looking for that one or that woman who's saying, my church is going to win souls for Jesus this year. God is looking for that one or that, or that one man or that one woman who is saying, my family, woo, is going to be the happiest family on earth. God is looking for one man. God is looking for one woman to change things. And the question is, are you willing to be that one man or that one woman? There is one man. Right here. I heard an amen faintly somewhere. So I'm going to elevate it. Amen. One man, one woman, Instru instrumental complainers, they, they, they function solo. They do their part. If we're going to change the world, if we're going to change our families, we're going to change the church, it's got to be saying, I am it. Stop looking at somebody else. Start looking at yourself. I don't have a lot of time to get into this. Right now, we're going to transition into our communion service. Celebrating one man. And today, as we're partaking of this, we're saying, I am that man. <laughs> I am that woman. God is going to do stuff through me and in me. I know God spoke to you. I know you want to respond. But you may not know how. You may not know when. Let me tell you the how. There's a number on the screen. Reach out to us. And we're going to show you the next house. Let me tell you when. Right now. Right now. Don't delay. Today, if you hear your voice. Today. Today. Respond. Perhaps the Lord also has impacted you. And you would like to give and partner with us in ministry. 
We have an account number on the screen. Kindly give. Whatever gift, whatever amount, trust me, we'll be more than grateful and happy for it. And it's going to help us to proclaim the love of Jesus. Until then, take care. God bless you. Thank you.